It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It's Thursday. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Luke Moore is drinking from his Nalgene bottle. Still available now, Gene, if you want to get in touch. You've only got 600 milliliters uh, left in your bottle. I rarely fill it right to the top of the 1,000 right, milliliters, okay. a.k.a. a litre, because it's too much, too bulky to carry too around. Too bulky to carry around, even though... How can it be too bulky? It's just got the same amount of water in it, huh? No, but I'm just... As I mean, it's too heavy. Can't too I heavy, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, right. I don't want to fill it right out at the top. I just, right. I can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. Um, leave me out. Yeah. Um, I um, would like to w- wish you, Peter, a very, very happy Thursday. It's nice to see you again. Mm, any yeah. progress, as we heard on Monday, any progress on the moped? No, we still can't figure out how to assemble the battery properly. You just flip it, will you? Sell it on for a prof. <laughs> can, can you sell it as a prof? I don't know. Well, as once owned by Manx TT racer Pete Donaldson. Yeah. I'd love to see you doing the Isle of Man TT. <laughs> Man. Someone to someone crash you to see on the Isle of Man TT are absolutely insane. I don't know how anyone's still alive doing that. Yeah. I started we're looking at because a lot of my YouTube searches were trying to find uh, which obscure Chinese um, motorcycle I'd bought um, and how to uh, first of all just get the seat open. I couldn't get the seat open, Luke. That yeah. was the first uh, problem. Um, yes, yeah, so I was googling that, and uh, so a lot of my YouTube searches are now uh, quite charismatic motorcycle experts who are reviewing the latest crash helmets and Big, stuff. Um, what's his name? Guy. Remember that guy? Guy. There's a guy called Guy. Mm. I can't remember his surname now. He's a, like, he's a professional northerner, but he loves motorbikes. Right, okay. Um, I see. What's his name? Uh, Guy Martin. Guy Martin. Oh, he, he uh, I think D-Max do a, f- a few of his uh, shows. He's he got a really broad around. northern accent where you think, like, you're putting it on here, mate, because he's one of these people who thinks, he probably thinks that London's full of, like, um, you know, twats. Which, <laughs> which, to be fair, it is. I've seen Guy Martin doing, uh, like, he's, he was in Japan and he was learning how, because like, he likes engineering stuff, yeah, he doesn't does, he? Yeah. yeah, he's in Japan and watching these master craftsmen, like, turn a very, very specific lathe. A very right. specific He's gone lathe. all the way to Japan to he's got, Yeah, just to have a look. And he's gone, can I have a go? And they go, hi. It's taken <laughs> 50 go, years to master this. Go, is he rubbish on it? And he goes, no, he does quite a good job. He's a kind of guy, Guy Martin, who I will admit is is kind of intimidating to people like you and I because he's so good at stuff. Mm. So yeah, you know, his he, hands. Yeah. If you if you if if you walked into if 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 he walked into the garage, mm. he'd just better make anything out of anything. He's mm. like MacGyver basically. Was did he come to power come thanks to, to power, a yeah. Fred Dibner? It was a coup. Power vacuum. It was a coup. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bloody coup. St- there's, the, there's, just, there's not enough famous steeplejacks on the television anymore. Has Guy Martin done steeplejacking? No, but he's that kind of fella, isn't he? He's Tell people what like, steeplejacking is. I don't know. Is it building <laughs> steeples? Is it building steeples? It's, it's, fucking about fixing them and that. Isn't it? It's repairing it's chimneys. Climbing them, it? yeah, yeah, climbing them and fixing them and knocking them over when they're done. So Fred Dibner used to go up 
on a ladder. Yeah. Go right up the top of a massive chimney with no ropes. And that sort of thing was impressive back in the day, wasn't it? it like kind of like a yeah. man who could climb. A, I'm, obviously, it's impressive, but I'm just saying that like... <laughs> Why are you doing it though? Why are you doing it? <laughs> That's the thing. See, I, I like the fact that, you know, for example, Coopers. A Cooper is someone who makes a barrel. Mm. And I believe I'm right in saying that it's a dying art. Mm, right, I think okay. there might only be a handful of them left in the UK. How are, they, how are we going to make the jam? We had a block um, help us make some Jameson's uh, or Jameson uh, whiskey uh, yeah. cocktails recently. And he was talking about well, I don't this know. new kind of Jameson that, that was, was kind of like matured in this orky burned barrel. Yeah, he was. And mm. I, th- I think, and they're burning them and we need them. Burn- no, <laughs> don't I, burn them. I, I, th- I think it might, it might be, I might be wrong here, but I think it might be made in a certain way. So right. maybe they're made by machines now or maybe they're made of right. different material or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and so they, there was a guy, I think, down in Wiltshire. I saw something on the one show about it, obviously, because mm. that's the kind of thing the one show mm. would do. And, there was, and he was saying, look, I had, for the first year this year, I had no apprentices. Like no one came no, signed up to the yeah. So, so it, it, this, this, uh, as Danny Kelly, the great broadcaster, would say, this knowledge dies with me. You know, there's no mm. one out there to, to take on the mantle. And I, ju- so, I, ju- I just think that... that, that so is job, it the same with steeplejacks, is what I'm saying? I just think that, that making barrels is just a, a, quite a dull job. And it's the sort of job that it, it just seems... It's akin to just putting on a belt every day over a big fat gut. That's all it is, isn't it? No, I think there's you've more got to bits it of, that, mate. <laughs> you've got bits of wood and you've just got to put a big fat metal belt on it. And mm. it's just like, I do that every day anyway. Fre- um, Fred Dibner is apparently the, the, the world's most... Well, Britain's most famous steeplejack, but it's not a busy it's, list. Well, it's, it's like the it's like the Hartlepool canoe man. Like he's the world's most famous canoeist, and he's not very good at canoeing. It doesn't take much. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that is a, that is a shame to mm. to people who who are good at canoeing. Yeah, no, it is massively. So I've just typed in steeplejack jobs into Google, mm. and there are people advertising for them. Mm. I mean, well, it, if you've got steeples, you need yeah. the peoples. <laughs> Yeah, look at it. Open it up, and there's all the people. There's all the people. Um, yeah. So, so look. I think Pete, you would be a much better steeplejack than me because you're smaller. You're mm. more. You've got more of a monkey-limbed feeling yep. about you. Mm. You could probably do pull-ups. Can you do pull-ups? Um, I could when I wasn't. I, I could when I went to the gym and wasn't a stone overweight. Yeah. Okay. Just answer mm. the question. Can you do yes or no? No, not, not in this particular. <laughs> I can't do any, of I, can't, I can't do one. I can't do one <laughs> press-up either. I don't think. Yeah, you can. A, There's a feature. It, it, it doesn't happen anymore, mm. mate. It's just not happening for me mm. anymore. I forgot to tell you that on Saturday, yes, um, woke up, went into the back room, into the kitchen, made myself a cup of tea. So I like to start the day. Yeah, cat was sick. Oh, being sick blood as well. Oh no, is that generally sick? Can you call that sick? Yeah, what happened? Well, look, look, to cut a long story short, Hercules, the cat, is fine. Mm. Uh, the ginger and white one of my cats. He um, turns out he'd eaten something in the night outside mm. idiot probably mm. just ate a mouse or something yeah and it disagreed with him and he sicked it up and i think it cut him a little bit so he's bleeding right okay but we yeah, got we got, got him sorted away we got squared away it's mm. fine um took 15 minutes 102 quid uh <laughs> there it is um, well, what have you been get what's he what have you been so getting you get, some so, antacids so, no so what happened was i think it was aggravating it, it he had he had he had vomited up the problem, mm. but his stomach had been aggravated. Right, okay. And the fact that he was being sick over and over again meant it was bad. So we got him an injection to stop him um, being sick. Got an injection antibiotics in case he was infected, mm. and um, gave him a little put a little bandage around his head. Oh. No, he didn't really. We should have done. And um, got him home. Yeah, kept him in for a couple of hours. And when he started going mental to go out, we knew he was feeling better. Let him out, and he's fine now. I've I've um, uh, my partner's dog. <laughs> 
Uh, it's kind of old. And it's not your got, dog, is it? You just got access to. Well, that's for me. I don't want. I don't. I don't like to. You know, claim ownership. But it's a dog lives lives in a house I have access to. <laughs> Just makes it sound worse. Just say your dog. All right, it's my dog, right? Yeah. Um, he has. Uh, he's got. He, he, every morning, almost, he he vomits, and oh, uh, that's sad. Because he's, he's getting on, and you know, he did food just occasionally. How old is he? Thirteen. Okay. And uh, he he's started being given this medicine called Malox, which is an antacid. I know you're going with this. I'm just You've saying had all sorts of problems. Well, I'm just so now I've ordered a load of this stuff. Because I can have it, and you... I have had it, and oh, he can have it. You're not supposed to have it. We can both have it. How do you know that? It's 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 advertised to people. It's a people medicine that you give to a dog because we've all got stomach. It's all it's a very simple process. Isn't it? Acid I'm appears. You've got to calm it down with magnesium. On behalf of the listeners as well, there's mistakes have been made in the past, <laughs> and I think saying. people are worried about you, mate. That's all it is. <laughs> but I'm just saying, glove for me, glove for him. We're salted. Bonding. Bond, look, it's exactly. Does he good know that you're doing it as good well? For the gander. Does, he, does he know you're doing it as well? I think so, yeah. He looks at me and goes, you're perfect, Donald. <laughs> this is dog medicine, you I'm old, idiot. what's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> so does he still go for walks and everything? Yeah, yeah, he's loving it. Yeah, he still loves all that shit. My friend Tommy's um, just signed up at Batsy Dog's home. Mm. Fancies a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Decent. I think well, it'd be well worth it. Well, it's happened a lot. You know, Laura Kurt from X Revisiting, mm. um, has, she's got a dog now, Ruby, little yeah. puppy, beautiful little dog. Um, Laura Woods, she's got a new puppy. Mm. We know about Jules's puppy, yeah, yeah. Pablo. Um, as so, long as you got, as long as you've got this routine that dictates you can look after the thing. They take over your life, mate. Yeah, because obviously they take puppies, over your life. Obviously, puppies are um, being bought at a ridiculous rate, and you know, puppy. I don't think puppy farming is legal anymore, but I, um, certainly people who, who breed them are in a situation where they just, you know, they they, they can't find the, the the stock to supply uh, the people with. But um, once we get out of this situation in COVID. I just hope that there isn't a, a load of dogs going to back to see dogs home because they can't, they don't have time to. Um... Well, that's the problem. And Mimi and I will move. When, we, when Mimi and I move out of London, we'll get a dog. I'm sure. Mm. But at the moment, the cat suit, cats, two cats suits us because we need, we needed them as mouses anyway. But yeah. um, I don't give a shit about you, mate. No. When, when a cat gives you a bit of affection, it genuinely looks like it wants to be there. <laughs> it's an amazing thing because I don't normally bother. <laughs> the do- dogs are much more of a sellout, aren't they? Yeah, massively. They love you. Yeah. Unconditionally. Yeah. All they need is a tennis ball, and that's what you get. It's fine. Right? And one thing's interesting about dogs as well. Every single dog I've ever known, it eats its food, its dinner inside five seconds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely gone. Like just no messing about. Yeah, they do, I think it's probably a pack mentality because if they leave it alone, it's gone because either dog's going to eat it. They eat so fast, as yeah. we heard when we heard your dog eating a carrot. Was that the mm. old dog or the younger dog? That was the younger dog. But oh. I did, I did get the older dog to eat a prawn cracker. That's probably why he's got a bad stomach. <laughs> I did get him to eat a prawn cracker. Does your partner know about this? Yeah, no, she she feeds him prawn crackers every now and again as well because the dogs love them and it is a hilarious noise when they're... That's, that's probably why he's got... Again, that's probably why the acid is attacking his stomach. They'll eat anything. They'll eat, they will eat anything. You shouldn't... I don't think you should be feeding them prawn crackers. It's not like loads of prawn crackers. How many, but a, have, how many a week? They'll have one prawn cracker a on the rare occasion a Chinese appears in the house. Well, which isn't rare and the one people who know you. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, not rare. And, and, yeah, and they'll have a um, yeah, Kung Po chicken and uh, yeah, just a packet of prawn crackers <laughs> for the dog. <laughs> Brilliant. They love it. So how's your week been, Pete, generally speaking? Been good? Yeah, it's been all right. I've, I, I just found out about 10 minutes before we started recording that um, uh, the, Pope, the Pope Alexander the, 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 the Sixth um, enjoyed watching Horse as Fuck. That's not the Pope's name, is it? What, the old what? Pope? The old Pope, as in... Oh, one of the old ones. Yeah, one of the old ones, not the yeah. new one. He didn't like... it. I think that would be a hell of a thing to admit. 
Like next, I mean, there's, Hitler, quite, there's, there's, been, there's been Hitler Youth. There's yeah. been in Hitler Youth, which isn't your uh, decision, obviously. And then there's uh, what, like, watching horses fuck. He wants to be careful because if he's not careful, that whole that whole place is going to have its reputation ruined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fourteen ninety two to fourteen ninety two to three. Yeah, the, the Pope and his daughter Lucretia entertained themselves by watching a papal stallion's mate with a farmer's mare. Yeah, and hooted I mean, and hollered. They they liked the orgy. Then that that pop, and uh, in certain circumstances, animals having sex is funny, isn't it? It is. Uh, monkey fucking a turtle. Remember that one? Uh, I don't like that. No, no, it's not consensual. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's animals, isn't it? They get up to all sorts. They do. I'm what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like can, yeah. in the right circumstances, it can be funny. So is he getting a bit of a bad rap here? Uh... <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Well, no, but he also enjoyed uh, 50 honest prostitutes who danced after the dinner with those present at first in their garments and then naked. Uh, the candelabra were taken down from the tables and placed on the floor and chestnuts were strewed around, uh, which the naked prostitutes picked up, creeping on hands and knees, pretending to be a horse. They, I just think he liked horses. What's your source? Hist- Alphahistory.com. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure about that, really. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of... I mean, back Who's in the- your favourite pop? Well, the one that, a horse pro, fucker, probably John Paul II, no, okay. goalkeeper, yeah, Polish <laughs> true, goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I think I wouldn't have a favourite pope because I, I think that um, it's horrific. What do you mean, being a pope? The very idea of having some oh. kind of divine uh, <laughs> revelation on earth is ridiculous, <laughs> and I think it's much more harmful than it would be, be helpful. Yeah, um, because even if it is helpful to people, it's a it's a load of old shit. Mm. So uh, I don't have a favourite pope as my answer. The the, the most the thing is the most recent pope who's getting a load of press. Right. For saying stuff and getting a lot of positive press. I mean, which is good, I suppose. Any kind of progress is good. But the bar has been set so low yeah. that him just saying something like, well, you know what, actually? Um, you know, homosexual relationships aren't the end of the world. And everyone going, fucking hell! <laughs> Amazing revelation but from like, the Pope. It's but, not really, is it? Because I could, I could have told you that when I was 10. <laughs> but it's like uh, Joe Biden, obviously, uh, coming to the, uh, to the uh, presidency. Why don't no, people call him? Why don't people call him Bido? He could get away with Bido. Bido Carrison. He's got a great set, of, great name for for nicknames, and no one no one uses them. Mm, yeah, I don't, I carry don't on what you're going to say. Sorry. Yeah, I, I just think that the the, the Boris has been set. He's quite a doddery uh, kind of gaff prone president. Yeah, uh, I think he'll get more of a pass, and he needs more of a pass in, in in his later years, where he has become a bit more doddery, a bit more confused, and a bit yeah. you know a bit less well thought out when it comes to the house. Imagine what will be like. A bit rich from my end. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, I was sent. I I texted Vish to sort of say. Um, how's how, how's he getting on? Because obviously he's uh, he's been in lockdown at the moment, and uh, he he replied saying, uh, "Yeah, everything's fine." Um, I, I liked something you said on on the ramble, and I said, "Mate, I, every time one of those clips from the football ramble gets posted on Twitter, I just I just kind of bristle because I'm like, oh, the way I approach a sentence is like I start in the middle of the sentence and try and swear my way out of it." It's just it's astonishing the way I approach uh, approach talking, and, and that is all I do. You ain't got to tell me, mate. <laughs> I don't know why people listen. I don't know no, why but, people choose to it's, listen. It's, it's Thank you for listening. Send us a review. Put us a review down. It's a bit out of the ordinary, mate. It is. It's, yeah, it? it's like jazz talk. Everyone, jazz talk with Pete. You don't want to brush the aluminium cyber prick. No, presenting every single shot. Yeah, do you? Yeah. But but one right. thing you should say. One thing it should be said about Biden. It's not said enough, actually. I don't even know if you know, but hopefully you do. Right. Is 
a lot of the stuff that he gets criticised for is he's got actually quite a severe stammer. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. had a debilitating stammer his whole life. So mm. when it, obviously some of the stuff he just says because perhaps he's you know older and a little bit out of touch on certain issues, which can happen. I think some of it is to do with his stammer. Secondly, um, he's the, only the second ever Catholic president. Yes, yes. You know the first one was? I think it was. I don't know. I don't know. Give you a clue. He's got a bullet in his head. Ah, oh, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, it was Zach de la Roche. <laughs> no, JFK. JFK uh, was in there. Well. I yeah. see. And that was a controversial appointment as well. Because of, well, not appointment, but because he, he was um, he was uh, very heavily criticised for being Catholic at the time. Well, I think that uh, Biden shares a little bit with JFK in that he's an ex-handsome man. And the confidence... His hair went early, Biden, but he stuck with it. He stuck with it. Yeah, he's still got it. It's uh, what I'm there. Like it went, it went yeah. early, but he just kind of kept with it, really. But I think, I think Biden has that kind of. He was obviously an attractive man in his youth, and he's got that kind of good-looking kind of air about him that means that he's very uh, at ease with people mm. because every, all our eyes, our eyes are on him because he's very handsome or was very handsome. How much of a bonus is it for him just to not be Donald Trump? <laughs> exactly, a, a, a chicken would be able to. Uh, Why have you chosen presence. a chicken there? Um, because they are quite horse. fragile. It's after what we've talked about, you should have chosen a horse. <laughs> I should have chosen a duck. Did you a see chicken, this? But Pete, a chicken would never even make the election cycle. It wouldn't make the campaign. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess not. It'd die, wouldn't it? And it would be a bit rich pardoning the turkeys, wouldn't it? Would <laughs> <laughs> have the yeah, same nonsense. impact. Yeah. What about a duck? Oh, just there was a somebody retweeted a, an old story from back in the day from the US That's the newspaper. That's Is, the spirit. is, is it Des Moines? Des Moines. Des, Des Moines. Uh, Idaho. Idaho? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a strange accident recorded in a local uh, in lo- in local history uh, occurred this morning when uh, Radamanthus Radamanth is a duck, uh, which took uh, a prize at the recent Iowa poultry show. Uh, oh, Iowa! I thought it was Idaho for some reason. Uh, uh, exploded into several hundred pieces. Once, <laughs> one of which uh, struck Silas Perkins in the eye, destroying the sight. Uh, the cause of the explosion was the eating of yeast, which was uh, placed in a pan upon the back porch and tempted his duck ship, uh, which was taking a Sunday morning stroll. Wow. I like that. I like the way that local newspapers uh, talk. It's pretty talk. Uh, upon returning from church, uh, Mr. Perkins uh, discovered his prized duck in somewhat uh, kind of weird uh, condition. Uh, telltale marks around the pan of yeast gave him his uh, clue. He was about to pick up the bird uh, when, the, uh, when the bird quacked and exploded with a loud report and Mr. Perkins ran uh, into the house holding uh, both hands over one eye. A surgeon yeah. was called uh, who found that the eyeball had been penetrated by a fragment of flying duck and gave no hope of saving the optic. Wow. So an exploding duck. Imagine losing your eye to a duck. Yes, yeah, not, not expected. It reminds me of a story which is frankly horrific, mm. but I'm going to share with you anyway is that someone that I tangentially know, um, his father, was getting pissed on bonfire night and put a load of bangers in a bird box right. in the garden, yeah. which exploded mm. and blinded, blinded his sister-in-law. Oh, that is difficult, isn't it? Not hard, great. Hard to walk back from that one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it can happen. Be careful with all exploding things. <laughs> yeah. Just, just be careful. Do you, remember, do you remember the warnings you used to get about fireworks when you were a kid? It was everywhere. What do you mean? As in, like, don't. Oh, the amount of like public safety messaging about fireworks was yeah, mad. Yeah, wasn't it rings it? a bell. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, don't ever go back to a firework once you've lit it. <laughs> yes, we do don't talk. Maybe we just don't talk about them anymore. But maybe we've just sort of sold that part. If we you, know not to do that. But if you had said to me when I was ten. What are the three or four worst, most dangerous things to your fireworks, life? Fireworks, yeah. It would be not attaching a Catherine wheel to a fence properly. Yeah. Going back to a firework once I've lit it. Nuclear war. Quicksand. <laughs> Quicksand, yeah. Which is never around now. <laughs> and 
probably um I don't know, the child catcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, maybe. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like things it's funny how like public safety and messaging really cuts through, right? Littering as well. We were told to litter a, a lot more. No, we Sorry, weren't. we were told to litter a lot less back yes. in the day. Told and, not but, to you litter. Sold, but you sold it. Like I remember when in the eighties, the the whole of the uh, the whole of the uh, the street was just awash with filth constantly. Yeah, some parts of the UK it still is. Mm. I'm not going to say which because I don't want to offend anyone. But were you, were you a litterer back in the day? Uh, no, not really. Not really. No. Did you ever sort of deposit a kind of a grumble mag in a bush? Um, no, but who, valuable. Who was doing that? Valuable, valuable grumble mag. Who was doing that? Uh, well, I don't know. People who'd got too much pornography in their lives. I don't know. Or you'd buy it and then uh, after you'd finished, you'd feel disgusted with yourself and you'd <laughs> you'd pop it in the tree. They're quite expensive though, weren't they? Yeah, I suppose they were, to kids, yeah, everything's yeah. expensive, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I remember my dad used to give me £10. To buy him some pornography? No, no, no. Right. no. Uh, the first day of every month, because mm. he was trying to teach me the value of money. So uh, he would say, like, your, po- your, 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 your pocket money can be like £2.50 a week, mm. which is pretty good yeah. back in the day. It's uh, a tenner. But it's a tenner for the and whole like, month. Right, this month has five Fridays in it. I wasn't that clever. You shit. I was just, I was, I was just He's like, seen you off there. I was literally just like, fucking hell. He's given you 48... Uh, payments there but I genuinely remember <laughs> feeling pressure for having a £10 note in my pocket <laughs> do you know what I mean it was like that and I'd obviously spend it all the first weekend mm. to show off to my mate <laughs> and, my, and my best friend Jimmy he if we if I went around to call around his house and um, said oh you want to go out or whatever he'd be like yeah so let's go to the shop as well and get like sweets and stuff mm. and he'd go okay and he would sit there and think about the sweets he was going to buy and he would take exactly that amount of money out with him. Nice, I like that a lot. Spend it, yeah. and then nothing more. What if they didn't have the um, the didn't horrible happen. white chocolate blind mice? Didn't happen in the 80s, mate. <laughs> Everything was in stock <laughs> Already, all yeah. the time. Golf balls. Yeah, we yeah. got loads of them. We got yeah. so many bags of them. Do you remember those giant gobstoppers? Yeah, unlovable. They came in quite late in my sweet-eating life, and I just... I, how was that ever edible? Yeah, I remember... It was f- impressive size-wise, but I like to crunch my gobstoppers. My parents gave me one of those when we went on holiday on a long plane flight. And you're just licking it like a horse yeah. in, a, in a block of salt. And I, and, I, and I know they're doing their best and I love them dearly and stuff. That can't be good for a kid. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's not, is it? You, if I saw one of them now and my, my niece wanted one of those, I'd say, well, you're not having one of those. Mm. You have something else. Have a toffee apple. At least there's an apple inside. Yeah. Have a grape. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go for a break and come back and do some emails um, because we've got a couple of good ones and right. I want to get through them. All right then. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f***? 
are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. WrestleMe is a show where two men watch every WrestleMania from 1 to 37, unpicking the multicolored threads that tie it all together. I think it's slightly something to do with the fact that Americans don't really like cell phones, do they? Right. I think they've all got basic ones, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's a big shout. It is a big shout, but I mean, there is something funny about it, like text messaging never took off in the States. What? I'm, come on now. Never been big. <laughs> Whether you're a lapsed fan or someone who doesn't give a flying laureate about it, there's something for everyone. Everyone. If you can get a crowd to boo you for kicking a fabulous ladder. Fabulous ladder. And the crowd are booing. Yeah. Get just, that lovely ladder we've just learned about. It's a beautiful polysexual ladder. It's a, it's a beautiful and bit of shabby chic yeah. creation. If you climb up to it, ecstasy can be found <laughs> at the top. Listen via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. WrestleMe is a Stakhano production. We're back. It's the Luke and Pete Show. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, as always, it's very simple. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Maybe you were damaged by an animal uh, at some point in your life. Maybe um, your yeah. step-granddad uh, yeah. did something dreadful to you. Let us know. Allegedly snapped your femur. Yeah. Um, Peter, were you ever injured by an animal as a young person? No, bitten by a horse a couple of times, but we've got into that before. My friend um, Jimmy was bitten by a horse as well. Yeah, yeah the guy I just spoke about. I think that I was bitten by a dog as a kid. Mm. As a result, and now I'm 40, my parents still joke that I'm scared of dogs. Uh, <laughs> which like, is mad. I mean, you were, I mean, you, somebody bit you. I mean, a dog bit you, so you should be scared. Well, let me make it absolutely clear. I was about six mm. and I was bitten by a dog, yeah. which is very much their fault. Yes. And now they use it at the age of 40 to take the piss out of me. <laughs> Scared of dogs. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I also was stung by a wasp on my finger, stung by a bee as well. Mm. Not, nothing really. In, in the UK, you're not going to get any encounters with interesting animals, are no, you? No, no. Murder hornets for you, sunshine. No, exactly. Mm. Um, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the email address. Get in touch with us. Drop us a line. Uh, let us know how you're getting on. Let's stick together during these lockdown times. Is there anything you want to talk about? Times. Let us know. I'm uh, ready for some lockdown times. Have a listen to the Luke and Pete. And let's reconvene on Monday with the meat. Nice. Nice. Is that M-E-E-T or M-E-A-T? M-E-E-T. Yeah, okay. Um, Bring meat if you want, mate. It's up to you. Yeah, you now you change your mind. Why buy? Yeah. Um... Ed has been in touch. Hello, Edward. He's, I don't know if he is Edmund. He might be Edward. He might be Edmund. Oh. Um, Edvard. 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 It could be Eduardo. Yeah, it could be. He goes with Ed, uh, which means he's posh, in my opinion. Could be Ed 209, the uh, killer robot from Robocop. Ed 209, you have five seconds mm. to complete. That was terrifying mm. when you were a kid. I don't think I've ever seen Robocop. Oh, mate. It's great. <sighs> I've played Robocop 3 on the Amiga. <laughs> no, that's Terminator. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> Uh, uh, Verhoeven's Robocop is Verhoeven. amazing and there's a bit in so there's a scene with Ed 209 mm. where he's being exhibited I mean bear in mind I haven't seen this since like the early 90s mm. but I'm fairly certain 
Ed 209 has been exhibited to a, a panel of, you know, those 80s executives with yeah. big suits on, saying this is going to be like revolutionised law enforcement. Mm. And what you can do, and essentially it's quite, it's quite um, prescient because it's essentially like a drone, yeah. which we, we an, know an how it's An police officer, yeah. yeah. And it's just this massive thing on two legs with these big machine guns. Yeah. And, he's, and the guy's given the display demonstration and he says, um, uh, look, you can just tell it to shoot someone dead, mm. right? I remember as a kid thinking, fucking hell, that's amazing, but also terrifying. <laughs> and he says, um, gives it an instruction. And the, and the Ed 209 goes to this random businessman and goes, you have five seconds, put down your weapon, you have 10 seconds to comply. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, I've not got a weapon. And then he just goes, you have five seconds to comply. And the guy's going, stop, stop, stop. And he just goes, just kills him. Yeah. Terrifying. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have been able to do that. Great AT stuff. What, what was the fallout? What do you mean? Was HR involved? Well, was, people like, just start going fucking mad, don't they? I can't remember. It's been, it's been like 30 years since I've seen it. But anyway, it was terrifying when you were a kid. Mm. Ed, I think by the fact that he uses the name Ed, is posh. not a, Right, okay, yeah. He's no, posh. Right. He's not an unmanned drone mm. police officer. Yeah. Hey, guys, recently you postulated on the existence of anachronistic objects re- revealed by snowmelt. Do you remember that, Pete? Um, Last week, the, the, the permafrost is melting. Mm. People are finding shit. Yeah. And I said, wouldn't it be good if we found um, stuff that we never knew existed or perhaps uh, like alien stuff, uh, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, he says, I've fallen down this internet black hole a few times. There are a few records of what they call out-of-place artifacts. Right. right. So things that you wouldn't expect to see uh, in certain places. One example would be the main penny, which some um, people argue is a 11th century Norwegian coin found in a Native American shell in Maine which would be evidence of direct contact between Vikings and Native Americans, which I didn't think existed. Mm. Um, and the Vikings got all over the place. But um, but I think it probably could have been taken by someone else and handed somewhere, but I don't know. Mm. It's kind of not something you expect to see. The Shroud of Turin would be another one, yes. famous one. Yep. Been dated um, between 1260 and 1390. People get on their high horse about that. It's still quite they? old, though, isn't it? Yeah, very old. <laughs> Still an old shroud, isn't it? Still probably 1,200 years too late to be Jesus, though. And that is key. Yeah. Mm. It's quite a long time. Mm. Uh, because what happens is, because it's Jesus, there'd be a lot of books written about that, wouldn't there? What do you mean? As in like... Oh, it's definitely Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There's a, gr- a grift available here. Remember Hitler's Diaries? Yeah, I've read a book about that. Yeah. Have you read it by Robert Harris, Selling Hitler? Mental. No. Why is Robert Harris getting involved? Did he write... Uh, he wrote the... He does fiction and non-fiction. Oh, Selling Hitler, his book girl. about the Hitler Diaries is mad. Just Didn't Robert Harris write um, oh, If Hitler Still Existed? Uh, don't know. Thing. Don't know. Don't know. It's the only book of his I've read, but it is astonishing the um, amount of benefit of the doubt that is given <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, because you want something, yeah. What are very obvious forgeries. But what happened mm. was they invested so much money and so much time in it, they just couldn't go back on it. It's like the Newcastle takeover. <laughs> It is. So I go like whenever there's a new kind of like just bloke with a PO box uh, in in Paris who yeah. says, "Yeah, I want to take over Newcastle United." Like Newcastle United Twitter just goes wild. We were anarchists. Investigate. We could do that, couldn't we? Yeah. Remember when I uh, remember when I faked um, Jared Hulia's career? Jared Hulia's career. No one checked. No one checked. Yeah. Got in a newspaper. Thank you very much. Thank you. They listed a load of stuff that Jared, Jared that. Hulia did that didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. Mad. Um, anyway, the but the thing that um, that Ed brings us brings to our attention most notably, is this thing called the Antikythera Mechanism, which is an ancient Greek hand-powered like analogue computer mm. used to predict eclipses, astronomical positions, all that kind of stuff. Right. And, and I think it was also used to track the four-year cycle of the Olympiad. Yeah. Right. 
And they, it also created the, the first Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> Pixar used it. <laughs> no, it's not that It's not that advanced. Right. Um, it's probably slightly less advanced on the spectrum. <laughs> uh, it's it dated from 150 BC, but I think, and I'm not an expert on this, and perhaps people can get in touch to us some more about it. Um, of course, it was very damaged because it was recovered from a shipwreck. Mm. But I think it's 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 something that um, it was it was discovered in the early 1900s. But I think it's something that's way way more advanced at the time than people ever thought. Yeah. the ancient Greeks were. Yeah, which is like an amazing thing because if you think of the conditions that need to exist for that stuff to be discovered, it's kind of like the dinosaur thing. And the mm. reason there's not more dinosaur fossils because they're everywhere mm. is because they had to die in a very certain way for their bodies to be preserved. It's probably the same if you think about a quite a chaotic era, lots of wars, lots of shifting of peoples. Lots of stuff isn't going to be able to survive, mm. but this thirty-seven gear mechanism, which apparently is you know, apparently amazingly accurate and, and really really clever, was way ahead of the very first primitive computer that was invented hundreds of years later. I, th- I think um, the the article that um, Ed very kindly shares says that the equivalent was only developed independently in the 14th century. Right. So we're talking about 1,400 years later. Mm. So it's amazingly out of time. Yeah. And it makes you wonder what other stuff would have happened. So so this machine was found... In the 1900s, but it dated from 150 BC. Right, okay. And um, was it proved to be in any way accurate, this whole kind I of, think like, it was, this, I th- this dating? I think it was too um, damaged to be absolutely sure. Right. Um, but it's, it's based on the theories of mathematics and, and astronomy that they did know. Um, and it's got a degree of sophistication that people thought was, was previously unknown. Right. But the interesting thing about this whole out-of-place artefact um, discussion is, and we've touched on this a bit before, is that in the Victorian age, people were just complete pranksters, right? Yeah. So they would continually do stuff. Like, say, for example, they, and it would be stuff like circus sideshows. Oh, here's a half-man, half-horse. Mm. And they would just make it up. Here's an iPhone in Manchester. Yeah, that was another one, um, and it was an eye. Yeah, it's an eye. But anyway, they had they had they had loads of different kind of fake ones, which has really blurred the edges around whether out of place artifacts uh. are real or not, because a load of them look like they're Victorian hoaxes. And for example, people would be um, placing like modern era for then, so like early late nineteenth century hammers mm. in rock. Thousands and thousands of years old ago. Oh, how did that get there? <laughs> a big like phone receiver. Yeah, basically, yeah. and yeah, exactly. And then everyone on the internet, because the internet is mental, uh, likes the conspiracy more than yes. they like the boring truth, and it kind of, the thing kind of just completely fucking gravitates towards <laughs> mad stuff. So it's hard to tell, but that one seems like an interesting one. I like that immensely. Um, if people want to get in touch with the show and talk about their out of time uh, finds, yeah, <laughs> let us know. Um, I nearly read a text number out there. It doesn't really. Um, what was it? What are we going to do? Eight three nine three six. Yeah. Yeah. Eight three nine three six. That's not even a fucking number. No. Well, it's a short code, isn't it? I think it's absolutely. It's absolute f- like they're normally five remember. numbers. Eight three nine three six. That was the yeah. Eight three nine three six was like that's okay. the number. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We don't have a phone. We don't. Text, <laughs> I mean, you can text that if you want. It's probably still in operation. Um, but don't. You know, probably cost fifty p. Give them a warning. <laughs> fifty p plus your standard network rate, Thank whatever you. that might be. You, you don't, do you even know what your standard network rate is? I don't. What know what mine is? No. Nah. Fifty p. Might be fifty p. Seven. Might be fifty p plus fifty p. O two used to send me a text sometimes telling me him. I don't read them. <laughs> I don't read any texts these days unless they're from my American family who are the yeah. only people who text me. I was trying to phone up uh, for my mum uh, to get a, a replacement for her SIM card and uh, got through all the security numbers, security gear questions stuff because obviously I'd set up the account and she hadn't. Uh, and he went, I'm really sorry, uh, I need the actual um, account holder to be on the line to order uh, another SIM card, even though it's just going to go to her address. Yeah. 
and I'm like, right, I've given you all the security questions. I've given you, all, I've, I've got through security. You could be anyone. So I could, so I could she, she'd do the same thing. So I say, so at I least said, she sounds like a Christine. Exactly. Dawson. So I basically said, so what you need to hear is a female voice, and he went, yes. Huh. Uh, yeah, and I nearly went, hello, this is Christine <laughs> Donaldson. Yeah. How's yeah. Lawrence Fox getting on? <laughs> is he doing all right? I don't know. I've not really... Well, uh... By the way, how are, how are Mr. and Mrs. Donaldson? They're okay? Fine, yeah. Um, well? They're sort of worrying about Christmas, as, as yeah. I imagine a lot of people are. Is your mum starting her potatoes yet? <laughs> yeah, she does start potatoes very, very early. My dad's They're restoring right benches, year, I told you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah back on the bench. Loving it. Back on the bench. Absolutely loving it. Love your job. Uh, right, let's get out of here. Hello at LukePeatShow.com if you want to get through to the show. We'll be back on Monday with more of this shite. Uh, say goodbye, Luke Moore. See you later. Bye. <laughs>